to Reset Radio, brought to you by the ARCC, live on Planet FM. Stay tuned for current affairs, conversation, interviews, music and more. As we explore the perspectives and stories from resettled communities. And bring you information from within the resettlement sector. Welcome to Reset Radio. This is your host, uh, Asif Rajputpati, and uh, we are here with uh, another <laughs> amazing show. So we're going to start our show with uh, some of the news that uh, uh, we are having, and then follow up, uh, we'll have some amazing guests, and uh, today's uh, topic will be uh, when you become New Zealanders, so this will be based on the forced migrant community. So before we start the uh, show with the guest, we'll have some exciting news for you. As most of you guys already heard that about 2,400 more migrants will be allowed into New Zealand for seasonal horticultural work, um, which is amazing. And thousands of spaces in managed isolation and quarantine facilities will be freed up over the next 10 months many of which will be mandated for the skilled and critical worker. So our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced that 500 rooms in managed isolation and quarantine would be set aside for fortnight for certain groups. So which groups uh, are included in this? Uh, I've got some numbers here. So about 300 uh, RSC workers for every month from June with the total of 2,400 arriving by March. Uh, That's some relieving news for our migrant community. And 300 specialized construction workers between June and October 2020 and 400 international students for arrival in June out of 1,000 previously announced for the next two semesters, which is great because now we have some space. We are we're going to bring the economy back. And the most exciting uh, news about uh, this announcement is that we'll have 100 refugees every six weeks from July, which is amazing because... Uh, at the moment, the uh, forced migrant community is facing a lot of issues and also the refugees overseas because the border has been shut and uh, there are very limited spaces before uh, with the, the managed isolation there. But now we have 100 refugees every six weeks from July. And uh, uh, our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern also said, I'm advised that roughly 300 specialized construction workers will be to enter managed isolation. There will be also rooms for 100 refugees every six weeks from July. The last 13 months have been tough for many, but we have particularly challenging for our agriculture, horticulture, and viticulture sectors. So that's what... Our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced. And uh, uh, there are some uh, details I have right here with me that I'm going to share with you guys. Is that uh, New Zealand Refugee Quota Program. New Zealand is one of uh, around 37 countries that take part in the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees regular refugee settlement program. So what happened is that I think in back in 2019, uh, just in our Prime Minister, Honorable Jacinda 
uh, Arden announced that uh, New Zealand will start taking 1,500 refugees in the refugee quota program. But unfortunately, unfortunately, because the COVID came in and the border's been shut and the promised has not been fulfilled. So there is a plan at the moment how many people from refu- refugee background are gonna uh, will be allowed in the country. So New Zealand's annual refugee quota increased 1,500 places from July 2020. The quota will not be met in 2021-2022 due to global impact of COVID-19. The immigration uh, announced that. So 750 to 1,000 individuals will be resettled in New Zealand under refugee quota program in 2021 to 2022. The program was due to resettle 1,500 individuals during 2021 and 2022 period. But due to COVID-19, this number will not be reached. So uh, there are uh, some other information and from the news that I want to share with you guys that since World War Two, New Zealand has resettled over 35,000 refugees. The government established a formal annual quota for resettlement of refugees in 1987. The refugee quota program is a unit, as you guys know, as a, the Refugee and Migrant Services branch, and uh, <clears throat> tasked with operating programs in New Zealand and turns sits within the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment. The refugee quota program is decided by the New Zealand government in three-year cycle. The composition of refugee quota is agreed to annually Minister of Immigration and Minister of Foreign Affairs. So we're going to come back to this and uh, we'll have some more news. But before that, uh, we're going to have some amazing music and we'll be right back with you. When I was here Say one day I'm gonna make you proud Now that I'm older It's so much harder To say those words out loud You're growing taller A little smaller
This is Asif Rajput Bhatti and you're listening to Planet FM brought to you by IRCC and we are having a research radio. We have here Vakas Ahmed. Kinsa Vakas. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank and you. Uh, before we start talking with these amazing people, amazing guests uh, that uh, we have here, 
uh, I was uh, we were talking about uh, refugee quota program and uh, as you guys already know that uh, from July uh, the quota will be increased to 100 people every six weeks which is a really great news and uh, we were talking about since World War II New Zealand has settled over 35,000 refugees which is great yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, the government established a formal quota resettlement refugees in 1987 the refugee quota is a unit within the refugee and migrant services branch which is also known as RMS the refugee quota program is decided by New Zealand government in every three year cycle the composition of refugee quota is agreed annually by the minister of immigration and minister of foreign affairs refugees considered for resettling under the program except for certain applicants who are nuclear or dependent family members of the principal they must be recognized as a mandate refugees and referred to new zealand by unhcr so uh, there are two to three uh, different kind of forced migrant and refugees which is living here at, at the moment and uh, those included those uh, refugees families that came under uh, a refugee quota program which is also known as former refugees and forced migrant community and uh, uh, then there are family reunification program and there's the third one uh, asylum seekers which is not under the refugee quota program to to make things clear refugees who arrive under new zealand under refugee quota program are granted permanent resident status in new zealand they spend their first two weeks in new zealand managed isolation and then they transfer to the ahuru mai aotearoa the mangri refugee resettlement center the center is managed by immigration new zealand which works in partnership with other government agencies and ngos to run five week reception program the reception program prepares refugees for their new lives in new zealand yeah so every refugees that um, comes under refugee quota program and once they arrive they became forced migrant and they become uh, new zealander as well they when once they arrive they are not refugees anymore because uh, their refugee journey uh, has had ended and they become new zealander and this is the topic that um, uh, we want to go on and, and that's why we invited these wonderful people uh, to talk about their journey and how they become new zealander so yeah so i'm going to uh, go ahead and introduce to you uh, mr wakas ahmed uh, which is from pakistani uh, community and uh, his lovely wife kinza wakas and uh, wakas is um, a forced migrant and uh, they came to new zealand in uh, 2017 with their family and i'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself what where is he originally from uh, where did he made his asylum and when did he become new zealander over to you wakas hi uh, yeah as as he introduced me yeah so i am originally from pakistan so just uh, having uh, a religion Uh, issues as a muslim in muslim countries you yeah. probably never heard this thing like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, when where did you go for seeking asylum? Yeah, so uh, after uh, leaving uh, Pakistan, I go to Thailand, and uh, then I. I get seek like a asylum seek in uh-huh. UNHCR okay yeah and uh, after the UNHCR they have accepted us uh, as a uh, asylum seeker and refugee resettlement uh, refugee program and then New Zealand government uh, they uh, bring us from Bangkok to here and then we become the New Zealand Yeah, you become Resident. New Zealander uh, yeah. at that time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 yes, because you're bringing your culture with you, which is quite amazing. And uh, I've got some question here. So if you want, find asking, uh, sorry, asking me. Yeah. yeah and love, I'm gonna ask you. So, um, when did you arrive to New Zealand? What did you like about New Zealand? Firstly, I. Uh-huh. I had a freedom to speak as a Muslim. Yeah. I can uh, offer our uh, namaz mm-hmm. openly, yeah, without any restrictions. Because New Zealand is a diverse country, they give freedoms to all religions and all people. So, and yeah, and everything. And uh, okay, so, so so you you can be freely uh, pray offer your prayers in mosque, and there oh, yes. are no restrictions. So this is the m- m- uh, most uh, uh, freedomish thing that you liked about yes. New Zealand. Yes, exactly. Is there any other thing that you liked about New Zealand? Actually, here is everything is like a, so good. Yeah, people are so nice, mm. and uh, whenever we go to any. any place every people they were smiling and they treat you like a way kind kindly yeah yeah in other words to put, treat you like a like a family treat yeah, you like a brother yeah, treat, treat you like a family like, <laughs> yeah. yeah when i arrive in uh, new zealand airport they say hey love come here uh-huh. uh, yeah so yeah. i was like so surprised so did you like, uh, so when you arrived to new zealand how was the immigration process transitioning process from the airport and how was the immigration officer who were you know granting you the entry were like were they rude with you or were they friendly what sort of you know behavior they had with you So of course they are not rude, rude with us. Like uh, they even nobody uh, is. Uh, I have ever find out that they are rude uh, in New Zealand in, or in New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, of course the airport uh, immigration staff are so friendly. Hmm. Yeah. So and how do you find out? Uh, so you you from Pakistan and uh, you went to I think Thailand, and uh, how do you find the difference of uh, immigration? You know behavior as comparing with uh, you know uh, these immigration countries. So were were they tough or? Um, Uh, how what's so uh, in 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 bangkok uh, uh, we were uh, as a asylum seeker so yeah. there there's uh, uh, no uh, facility from the, the thai government uh, like uh, for the visa or uh-huh. like uh, even we are asylum seeker they can 
catch us and bring uh, and send to the IDC immigration detention yeah. and, uh, but the immigration behavior of uh, Thai government was so rude uh-huh. and so brutal you uh-huh. can say that so I think uh, because uh, uh, they have not signed the refugee act with UN, Geneva yes. UNHCR yes, exactly. 1951 act yeah, 1951 exactly. or 1952 act I, yeah so they have not signed it probably this is the reason yes and the irony about that is that UNHCR office is the the head office is in Thailand but they did not recognize refugees which is very sad yes for our refugees community living in Thailand and yeah okay uh, so uh, the other thing regarding to this so you've said a lot of positive things about New Zealand and you can offer you know free uh prayers you can um, uh, practice your religion here and what other things not other thing what thing what particular things that you did not like about new zealand mm. uh, yeah as you left your country there you have your own culture yes so uh, when we arrive here everything is new for us like a totally like a new culture mm-hmm. new people just we did not have any ties here mm-hmm. so it's not about like uh, not liking new zealand mm-hmm. disliking new zealand it's about like uh, our culture like uh, how what is uh, in our uh, in our own country and mm. this is not uh, the same here but in New Zealand uh, agencies they have created some cultural festivals huh. and here uh, yeah but so, uh, so you're missing the are, culture back yeah. home and, uh, and, I, and I'm sure you must be yeah. missing the food out there as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course yeah, yeah. I missed <laughs> and uh, slowly slowly like everybody is uh, like merging there's yeah. the transitions like uh, it takes time to uh, yeah yeah and Kinza, I'm yeah. going to ask you the same thing. When did you arrive to New Zealand? And what did you like about New Zealand? And what you did not like about New Zealand? <laughs> um, so the thing that I like, <laughs> when I saw like atmosphere and the environment, it seemed to me like everything is so like someone has washed the environment wow. with like you know with detergent <laughs> yeah so it was amazing so and but the first thing that we have to do is obviously quarantine and yeah. manage isolation mm-hmm. so i just wanted to like to be like just breathe freely mm-hmm. so i was so waiting. you were so excited yeah. going outside even though i think you, you must have liked the experience over many yeah like it was awesome it yeah. was great but still yeah. you have those all those amenities and all those exactly. you know people looking after you but still when you are looking outside and you must say oh my god yeah. this is a beautiful country i i should yeah. not be staying i yeah. should go out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so this was the thing and mm-hmm. when i I just entered here the people were so amazing mm-hmm. i i never imagined like someone can be so nice so the immigration officers and all those like uh, from you know passport control officers mm-hmm. they were really really nice i have never seen such people mm-hmm. like like so nice mm-hmm. because uh, in my own country, we don't have the, those kind of people. Yeah, I also yeah. have been to America, like back in 2018. So, but 
But it still, was totally the, different. The generosity yeah. is not uh, comparable yeah. with any country. That's the yeah. best thing about New Zealand is yeah. the people here will love you. They, they are empathetic yeah. people. They will fight for you. They will stand with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were speaking so nicely. I have been to Malaysia also, but they, I can't compare New Zealand people. To any other country. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right, great. guys, uh, we're going to go ahead uh, with our music break and um, listen to this amazing song. This is from a Punjabi singer called Harbhajan Man and Jitinder Shark. And the song is Kachi Kachi De Kangarampahi. Enjoy. <laughs> कच्चे कच्च दे कंगन पाही ओए कच्चे कच्च दे कंगन पाही हां कच्चे कच्च दे कंगन पाही पाया ना करो हां पाया ना करो जी टूट जानगे हां टूट जानगे जी बोता छिड़काया ना करो कच्चे कच्च दे कंगन पाही ओए कच्चे कच्च दे Take 
Asif Rajput Bhatti and you're listening to Reset Radio brought to you by ARCC and Planet FM. We're here with these wonderful two uh, people, both are first migrant and uh, we've been asking them a series of questions here because uh, uh, this is a very special program that we are running. So we, we had uh, one series of this uh, program last week where we invited uh, some other people as well and uh, we've been asking about uh, we, we, we were taking uh, some really positive things from their refugees journey and now this is the show part number two with these two wonderful people are sharing their journey as well and uh, as part of uh, ARCC uh, we launch uh, a, a 10 days countdown uh, before the World Refugee Day and uh, uh, th- these these people will be uh, the, the part of that program as well and uh, yeah guys and we are less than four weeks away from world refugee day which is originally planned on 20th uh, june 2020 and uh, we've been invited by immigration and we've been we are partnering with immigration uh, to arrange the world refugee day in uh, mangari refugee resettlement center if you guys interested want to join us Email me at admin at arcc.org.nz. Places are limited. And, uh, yeah, just email me and uh, we'll try to book you in for the day. Coming back to the point earlier that we were talking about, uh, we asked uh, them what did they like about New Zealand coming here as a forced migrant and what they did not like. We were talking with Kinza. And uh, we're going to ask them a few more other questions that uh, we're going to... What kind of challenges you faced once you've arrived in New Zealand? This is a tough question. (laughs) Yeah. Challenges. As Vakash talked earlier, uh, maybe the culture. Okay. But not sure, like, any other challenges like that. What about you, Vakash? Yeah. Uh, 
so of course uh, she haven't faced like a uh, big challenges because uh, we were already resettled yes yeah yeah, yeah. so when she years, came in yeah. yeah you you guys yeah. were there yeah and so when we were in a, a mangari refugee settlement center settlement yes. center and uh, we heard the news that like uh, we got the home and uh, they have just given us their address uh, so we were so excited to see where is our home so then we see and past and go to our home and mm-hmm. see where is our home yeah. and i have just quick observed there like a, like a, i'm the responsible person so i have to look after my family so what will, uh, will be the challenges we going to face like uh, mm-hmm. following days yeah so uh, of course uh, when uh, uh, we come to home mm-hmm. uh, uh, we have uh, volunteers from red cross and uh, they support us but that is very limited mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so let me uh, sorry um, uh, let me tell you guys so what um, vakas is talking about so vakas came under refugee quota program yeah. and uh, basically uh, they have to stay in mangari refugee settlement center for 5 to 6 weeks where uh, they get their medical done and some other NGOs uh, involved and uh, introduce they have their orientation programs over there some basic english language classes over there after 6 uh, weeks they resettle to the community and the red cross and their volunteer help them resettle with them yeah. so because you can continue yeah so um, uh, the first challenge i found that like uh, the transportation like our home is like a uh, almost 2 km far away from the bus stop wow. like which is like a <laughs> yeah especially buying the groceries yeah. and carrying them with you guys for 2 km <laughs> yeah i can't yeah, imagine so i was like so so survive like it's uh, like if i go by myself alone mm. and buy some grocery like uh, how how many how kgs i can like <laughs> yeah. like uh, 10 15 or like uh, 20 kg yeah. by alone or if i bring my brother or sister or my mom with me so how they supposed to like walk like uh, so far yeah. yeah so then i find out like uh, maybe you just buy some cheap car and uh, uh, s- uh, solve our problem like uh, till until we mm-hmm. got have enough money to buy the new one mm. yeah so, so so you bought a, a car yeah so uh, we bought a car like which was like a 1000 dollar mm-hmm. yeah and uh, that was like 19 uh, some 1997 model of rover did yeah. did that car uh, done the job that you were looking yeah, for yeah of course like it was like mm. a more than that <laughs> but uh, m- uh, most probably the time uh, i was like worried about the car like uh, maybe this is going to break down <laughs> sometime but mm. it haven't happened mm-hmm. yeah so so you were worried about the car will broke down because it's in a 1995 1997 model. model okay 97 yeah, sorry yeah okay. so we like did it, did it break down uh, no <laughs> actually not yeah we go to motorway and i i yeah. I, i think uh, yeah. that was the first stepping uh, not the stepping first uh, uh, step 
of your resettling journey yes so i yeah. think yeah yeah because uh, i've been working with uh, many forced migrant uh, communities and forced migrant people and uh, most of them they did not get their car by two or three months once they're settling into the yes. communities and uh, they have faced a lot of difficulties dropping their children to school um, buying groceries going to session if they have withdrawals and going to the ngos uh, yeah, and mostly they rely on their volunteers yes. but uh, I, i i think you wouldn't have needed uh, those volunteers <laughs> with you that red cross has provided mm-hmm. you i think you you would have uh, resettled by yourself which is yeah. self settlement <laughs> Um, yeah. they would also be yeah. shocked yeah. like yeah. they don't need yeah i mean like uh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we we just search on google whatever we needed yeah so living in this country like uh, now we are living like uh, we were already in bangkok so we uh, have uh, technology experience huh. like how to navigate location yeah how to search out uh, any like stuff like uh, for living here it's like a very ordinary thing like huh. just go to google and search out like uh, whatever you want to buy but uh, when we were in pakistan uh, it uh, uh, there wasn't anything like we can search on google and mm. find out a solution so there uh, so the technology yeah. has improved yeah, and it helped yeah. i think yeah. the uh, main um, the most problems uh, that other forced migrant com- people or the forced migrant communities face is that they when they arrive the country they have very limited english language yes, so exactly. if they have a very limited english language they might not have able to access to you know Uh, google and finding out which which place is where i think this is the main major advantage that you have you you, you know the language you know the technology you know yeah. where to get around and yeah, that, exactly. i think that's that's why you were able to settled very well over here yes exactly because uh, uh, in bangkok we have uh try to resettle ourselves there by own mm. so we know that like uh, how things yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah. Work, it, it like would it, have been very yeah. easy if you settled in a third country where yes. you do not have a you know immigration status over there yeah. and uh, once you came to new zealand and you have the permanent residence status yes, exactly. which would be very helpful to yeah. settle in here yeah okay yes so we go, do some okay. face some challenges when mm-hmm. we travel from pakistan to bangkok mm. there uh, we, we face so many problems like uh, accommodation of course food, buying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially the biggest challenge was the language mm. even at that time i did not have like a, a smartphone i just had a <laughs> old time phone uh, did you able yeah. to learn the language uh, when you were over there uh, yeah after like a uh, living like a while like mm. i start you learning to learning navigate like how to navigate the places uh, mm. how to and how different is thailand and new zealand of course the language uh, will give away <laughs> yes <laughs> because they they speak english and yeah. you speak really good english as well yeah <laughs> Let's move on yeah. to the next question that I have for you is that uh, what so is is for both of you so I'm going to go with Kinza because she's very silent here <laughs> sitting <laughs> and I'm going to give her a chance to talk yeah so Kinza tell me what did you miss about your country oh food <laughs> because <laughs> i'm a too. food lover and i miss the food and i also miss my parents and mm-hmm. my brothers and my sister you know yeah, yeah. what kind of food is it? is it uh, 
the, so the Pakistani food is it uh, like Indian food or you guys have different um, cuisine? We have different cuisines like uh-huh. uh, Pakistani food, but it, it really depends on uh, the person. Uh-huh. We love spicy food, uh-huh. so we would have like barbecue, tikka, and biryani, and kadai, and uh-huh. you know these sort of things. Right. Yeah, yeah, and there's uh, so many varieties of uh, tikka yeah. and uh, biryani. Yeah, and so, so the tikka that you're telling me yeah. is it the charcoal? Uh, they they make on the charcoal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you can get this one in New Zealand if you're looking for a Pakistani food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know the taste is not yeah. similar to the one like our origin original mm. taste. Right. It varies because people here like I think less light, not really less spicy. spicy. Yeah, yeah, less yeah, spicy. Yeah. But <laughs> we used to eat <coughs> spicy, mm-hmm. so. So, you, so yeah, most of New Zealand they can't handle the, the, the not like a much spiciest like yeah. in our country. Like a, it in was just like a mild, spicy. Yeah. 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 But yeah. They, in every street, you could have find like thousands of restaurants, and they are selling uh-huh. food. So it was. Yeah, it's amazing. it's amazing, guys. You, I really love your journey. How you yeah. guys coming in? We're gonna talk more, and before that, uh, we're gonna go ahead uh, and listen to a very wonderful track uh, that Demi Lovato have performed. It's called Solo, and I believe it's Skinza's uh, one of the favorite yes. songs here as well. And yeah. guys, enjoy. Right. <laughs> yes. Here the song. Never meant to leave you hurting. I never meant to do the worst thing. Not to you. Cause every time I read your message, I wish I wasn't one of your exes. No, I'm the fool. Since you've been
and uh, yeah so we we've already been there so they they liked i think a lot of things here in yes. new zealand and uh, they haven't faced a lot of challenges yet, yeah. <laughs> yet. but yeah. no one knows i hope you wouldn't <laughs> everything will go smoothly for you guys yeah. and uh, so we're going to continue with the <laughs> questioning streak that i've been asking yeah. and uh, we've been asking about uh, what did you miss about your country i think kinza has said that she really missed their home country food yes and about barbecue seems <laughs> delicious i would really want to come and have the pakistani yeah. cuisine with you guys yeah and um i also cook really good i'm a great cook what's what's, what's the best uh, dish that you've cooked not from your point of view from the point of view of ಅದರ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೂ Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask that question and <laughs> we're going to go off air so you yeah. can just tell me so you can tell any huh? lies not lies, lies no you can lies. you can tell anything I, I believe you're telling the truth but obviously uh, but, but, but you, you can tell me later <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah my wife is a very good cook uh-huh. cooker yeah and cooker. so yeah. so, what, so, <laughs> so what's your favorite dish by kinza she knows uh, the taste level what i like and what i dislike so and what, what's your favorite one dish one my favorite dish is uh, that she cooks uh, uh this is very tough <laughs> difficult to choose one or yeah or difficult to choose different? one like uh, which one should i go rank like a uh, mm-hmm. hash one yeah number one so tell our audience that uh, the brani is the most uh, amazing oh, that okay. she cook and also the karahi chicken karahi so so the brani that she cooks you loved and yeah. what about a uh, general pakistani food that you love uh, i love the uh, tikka i love seekh kebab i like uh, aloo gosht so let's say that some <laughs> someone from chicken, uh, new zealand yeah. and they can't handle much spices yeah what food they should try from from pakistani um, um, restaurant or if they have some friends in the pakistani community i think chicken potato uh, curry is the best one 
Yeah. So that is think, uh, not uh, much spicy here. Uh-huh. No. I think uh, they can tell like uh, you don't want uh, much spices. Uh-huh. So they but, can but, but, yeah, yeah, but if you uh, slow down with the spices, sometimes the food quality reduces. And But there are some particular dishes I believe there should be that uh, they don't have a mild taste to not too yeah. spicy. Yeah. I think um, what I would like is a um, palau. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have much spices, much spices. I think. Yeah. And also yeah. malai botin that allows yeah. them, which does not have... It does have green chilies. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, guys, coming back to your uh, becoming a New Zealander um, journey. And uh, we want to ask you a particular question is, uh, what is your message for new arrivals, for f- those refugees coming from refugee quota program and becoming a forced migrant once they f- become a forced migrant? And um, a New Zealander, when they become a New Zealander, what message that particularly that you want to give them? Yes. I just want to tell them, uh, give them a message that uh, don't be panic. Mm-hmm. This is totally like a new culture, new country. Everything is new. Maybe you even might don't know how to speak uh, or communicate with people. Mm-hmm. But uh, New Zealand government, it uh, looks like uh, to yeah. me, my experience is like they are our parents. Uh-huh. They treat you like a child. Uh-huh. If you don't know how to step a walk on your foot, uh-huh. they teach you how to walk. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is the uh, best thing I can say uh-huh. that like uh, you no longer need to worry about anything, uh-huh. anything. They are parents. They are uh-huh. your parents. They're going to help out you, mm-hmm. everything. And what uh, advice that you want to give them that once you come in, do this first? Because it, it might play a big role in their um, settlement journey. Uh, actually, there is so many advices. But, yeah, just uh, one advice. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just uh, yeah, don't be panic. Uh-huh. Just How about uh, with the services like employment, driving, uh, education, what sort of advice? So, as I said earlier, like uh, they are going to help you out with uh, every service. Like they uh-huh. help you with the driving, they uh-huh. help you with the Do you education. think driving will be one of the advice that you might give? It's totally up to you, whatever you give. Yes, if you know that how to drive uh, a car, uh-huh. like if you have driven before, uh-huh. so you might be have some international license back uh-huh. there yeah, in your so own Let me tell my audience that if yeah. someone is coming to the country and they have international license, they can they can drive up to yeah. one year or they can convert their license so they don't need to go through all the process yes. so they can just convert it yes with it. exactly so, so think, i yeah. so i had an international driving license so mm-hmm. i have uh, drive a car here so you, you like were able to year. drive a yeah. car yeah. amazing amazing and now i am have like more than like a two did you, years did you did you uh, were you able to teach your wife how to drive as well <laughs> yeah yeah i'm teaching my wife how to uh, she's already got uh, the london license uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. and uh, she's uh, some days like i give her the license and i believe that yeah. you already have the license full license for two years and yes. you're legally allowed to, you know yes so now i can become a supervisor <laughs> Yeah. Like uh, I can supervise her, like uh, which yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. This is, uh, and also I'm helping my other family members, like uh, my sister-in-law. Okay. Yeah, and my dad also. Uh, yeah, uh, they uh, also like. 
yeah yes. this is the one challenge that uh, yeah. the so there are three kind total challenge that first migrant community face uh, that i've worked with the one is driving the second one is uh, employment and the third one is immigration so these are the big problems uh, that they faced so yeah so if they can drive and you know get their driver's license they, they can be empowered yes also exactly because can, uh, without driving like uh, some some jobs you, you can do just without dis- yeah disable like uh, you cannot go anywhere Yes. wherever you want okay uh, and uh, the last question that i have for you guys is that what message you will be able to give to local kiwis this is a tough question <laughs> uh first i'm so blessed uh-huh. we are here and uh-huh. uh, the local kiwis they welcome us uh-huh. uh, with a warm hearts arms, <laughs> hearts yeah, yeah. so and uh, thanks for allowing us to merging in this country, uh, yeah. community yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> so new zealand is a very multicultural yes. uh, country and uh, it's really good that we are having so positive uh, impact uh, coming from you know the first migrant community and um, it, it was just lovely how you know these guys became new zealand resident as a, a new zealander and uh, their refu- refugee journey is ended once they arrived into the country and uh, they've been uh, they've faced uh, not a lot of challenges but uh, because uh, they they were able to speak english they were able to use technology it yeah. wasn't very difficult for them to you know to merge with the new zealander uh, culture while having their own culture with them and respecting the local kiwi culture here yeah. as well yes and they have been very pleased that uh, you know, because new zealand um, have a freedom of speech freedom of freedom uh, of practicing religion practicing, practicing religion which has been the major part yeah. of and being their success i would really like to thank the mm. new zealand government mm-hmm. for uh, just allowing us uh, to practice our religion freely right that's the major thing and I what message that you want to give to the local kiwi as well i would like to say thank you to them they are so nice welcome welcoming us. Yeah, yeah so welcoming mm-hmm. all right thank you very much guys uh, for you. joining us and thank i would like to thank the cast and kinza yeah, from bottom of my heart that yeah. uh, you guys came in and joined me and shared your journey with us thank which is you. wonderful people must be look up to you when <laughs> you know yeah. uh, they want any advice and uh, it's been amazing and uh, thanks once again for being thank here you. and uh, thanks to our listeners that has been yeah. joined us throughout the session and uh, we'll be signing off for now and we'll catch you guys next week here same time same channel same place goodbye bye bye bye
was our show for this week. Take care until next Saturday. Same time, 10 to 5, on Planet FM 104.6. And on the web, www.plantaudio.org.nz slash Reset Radio.